Sports with Annie. Today I'll be talking about the MLB lockout, the timeline of the CBA negotiations between MLB, PA, and owners as lockout ends after three months. After three months, Major League Baseball's owner-imposed lockout has ended. Major League Baseball and the MLB Players Association reached a deal for a new collective bargaining agreement on Thursday. The union voted to approve a new proposal by a 26-12 margin, which is a simple majority, or 20 votes, was all that was required for the new agreement to pass. But it's notable that the eight members of the executive subcommittee all voted no. The lockout came to an end in this 99th day. The owners first enacted the lockout on December 2nd when the previous CBA expired, marking MLB's first work stoppage since the 1994-1995 players' strike. Though the league characterized that act as a defensive mechanism it hoped would hasten negotiations, the owners then waited more than six weeks to make their first proposal. Talks finally heated up in the final week of February when the two sides daily met in Florida. An agreement was reached Thursday after hours of negotiations this week in New York. Timeline of the Lockout December 2nd The lockout began shortly after midnight on December 2nd or with the official expiration of the previous CBA. Commissioner Rob Manfred announced in a statement that the 30 owners had voted unanimously in support of the lockout. We hope that the lockout will jumpstart the negotiations and get us to an agreement that will allow the season to start on time. January 13th. Despite Manfred claiming they intended the lockout to jumpstart negotiations, the league waited more than six weeks to make its first proposal, with that coming on Thursday, January 13th. The proposal, which was not received well by the union, included an increase in the minimum salary, tweaks in the draft pick compensation, and adjustments to a draft lottery system that would be implemented to curve tinking. January 24th and 25th. The two sides met on consecutive days this time, with the union rejecting most of, if not all, of the league's proposal during those sessions. Both sides did concede on various issues during these meetings. The players walked away from asking for age-based free agency in earlier arbitration, and the league scrapped its original request to do away with the Super 2 tier of the arbitration system. February 1st. The parties met for about 90 minutes to again discuss core economic issues. This meeting was highlighted by the MLBPA lowering its request as it pertained to curbing service time manipulation and the size of the bonus pool earmarked to award high-performing players who were in the pre-arbitration phase of their career. The players offered an expanded 12-team postseason and the universal designated hitter. February 3rd. MLB requested the help of a federal mediator to resolve the lockout. The union declined to partake a day later on February 4th, citing how MLB had failed to deliver the counterproposal it had previously promised. The clearest path to a fair and timely agreement is to get back to the table, an MLBPA statement read. February 10th, Manfred addresses the media for the first time during the lockout. He does not announce an official delay to spring training as expected and again expresses his optimism that a deal will be done before the season is compromised. February 18th. MLB officially announced the start of spring training will be delayed one week from February 26th to March 5th. MLB and MLBPA will meet every day during the week of February 21st to the 25th in an effort to reach a deal that avoids delaying the start of the regular season. February 21st. 
MLB and MLBPA met in Florida, though the league did not propose significant changes. The two sides are expected to meet every day this week, February 22nd. MLBPA counters MLB's slightest tweaked proposal with one of his own. The union lesson is asked on how many players with two to three years of service time would be arbitration eligible and asked for a slight increase in minimum salary. The two sides do not seriously discuss the luxury tax for the second consecutive day. February 23rd MLB proposes raising the minimum salary by $10,000 a year for the duration of the CBA. A league spokesperson states that February 28th is the deadline before games are canceled without the intent to make them up. The two sides once again did not seriously discuss the luxury tax. February 24th MLBPA on the matter of service time manipulation proposed granting service time to fewer players than before, narrowing the scope of it. They also made minor tweaks to their proposed 7-pick lottery and altered their proposal regarding the draft order to reduce penalties on small market teams posting consecutive losing seasons. February 25th For the first time, Commissioner Rob Manfred attends negotiations in person. The two sides agree to a general framework for a draft lottery. Spring training games are delayed until at least March 8th. February 26th The union offers a comprehensive proposal. Most notably, they drastically lessen the request for expanded Super 2 salary arbitration eligibility. Previously, players requested that 75% of players with between 2 and 3 years of MLB service time be eligible for arbitration. On Saturday, they dropped that ask to just 35%. Owners, meantime, still want the figure to be 22%, where it was during the recently expired CBA. Both sides make small movements in other areas. But Saturday, bargaining sessions are characterized as acrimonious. February 27th. The two sides meet for a seventh consecutive day. No proposals are swapped and no items are checked off. Yet the league characterized the day's talks as productive. The owners reportedly offer the elimination of draft pick compensation in exchange for increased CBT rates. The league also expressed a willingness to increase the CBT threshold, albeit not by much. The unit floated the idea of a ghost wind structure to an expanded 12-team postseason. The league was said to not be receptive to the idea. February 28th. This marked the most substantial and lengthy day of negotiations yet. MLB originally said February 28th was the deadline to get a new deal before the league canceled regular season games and pushed back opening day. After 16 hours at Roger Dean Stadium and multiple face-to-face meetings between the sides, MLB pushed back its deadline to March 1st. There was progress made in the marathon negotiation session, but the sides left with key economic issues unresolved. March 1st. Another few hours of negotiation did not lead to an agreement prior to MLB's informal 5 p.m. Eastern deadline. Soon thereafter, Commissioner Rob Manfred announced the first two regular season series have been canceled. They are the first games baseball has lost to a work stoppage since the 1994-1995 strike. I had hoped against hope I wouldn't have to have this press conference where I'm going to cancel some regular season games, Manfred said following the March 1st deadline. We have worked hard to avoid an outcome that's bad for our fans, bad for our players, and bad for our clubs. Our failure to reach an agreement was not due to a lack of effort by either party. 
March 6. MLB and the MLBPA held their first substantive bargaining session since regular season games were canceled. The union submitted a new proposal and expressed a willing to give Commissioner Rob Manfred the ability to unilaterally implement rule changes with 45 days notice. That power is tied to the larger economic proposal, however. March 8th. MLB countered the union's latest proposal and raised their 2022 competitive balance tax threshold offer to $228 million, up from $220 million. The MLBPA is seeking $238 million. MLB set a deadline for a deal to be reached in which 162 games are played and players receive full play and service time. Games that have been canceled would be made up as part of double headers on off days, etc. More games could be canceled if no deal is struck. March 9th. Rob Manfred announced the cancellation of more games. MLB deadline was pushed to Wednesday following 17 hours of bargaining. And while the two sides did close the gap on some economic matters, the biggest sticking point now is an international draft. MLB wants one, and the union continues to oppose. March 10th. The lockout ends after 99 days. MLB and the MLBPA reach a deal for a new CBA. Included in the accepted proposal, according to the Athletics Ken Rosenthal, CBT threshold, $230 million in 2023 and peaks at $244 million in the final year of CBA. CBT penalty tier, the introduction of a new tier that starts at $60 million past the threshold. The highest tier used to sit at $40 million above the threshold. The minimum salary, which is at $700,000, and peaks at $780,000 in the final year of the CBA. Pre-arbitration bonus pool, which is at $50 million. Postseason format, which is 12 teams. Universal designated hitter, and amateur draft is 20 rounds. Throughout the process, the union sought to raise the league minimum salary and the competitive balance thresholds, implement a centralized bonus pool for pre-arbitration players that would be based on performance and introduce some measures that would curb anti-competitive behavior like tanking. The owners, for their part, prioritized an expanded postseason, an international draft, and the power to make rule changes, including potentially installing a pitch clock and larger bases, as well as restricting defensive positioning. What comes next? The owners will ratify the new five-year CBA on Thursday night, and MLB's off-season business, which is trade and free agency, will reopen shortly afterward. Players will report to spring training in the coming days, and MLB teams are set to play a full 162-game season in 2022. Opening day is April 7th per CBS Sports headquarters, Jim Bolden. Stay tuned for a part two.